pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three. Butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with R&R in the Morning, part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. Uh, as the Spurs uh, turn their sights toward the uh, New Orleans Pelicans and try to break off a two-game schneid, uh, one which uh, they led for a long time, one in which they got pantsed. Um, New Orleans is not the easiest of all candidates to take on. That's a good basketball team win altogether. But uh, let's not focus on them. Let's focus on us. Uh, I, I I have a broad question for you as we head into the second half of the season. The ceremonial end of the first half will be the, the uh, All-Star game here in a couple of weeks and the uh, trade deadline. Um, when will the Spurs have an All-Star who's not named Victor? That's a tough question. Oh, Maybe I should frame it. Is there another All-Star on the Spurs roster, other That's than a, Victor. Yeah, so the answer to your question is whenever they trade for somebody in the summer, presuming that, you know, it goes somewhat relatively chalk the way we think that it will. Homegrown player currently on the roster, I think the best chance is Devin. Mm-hmm. I mean... But the answer is no. They don't. They don't have one. The next, the next non-Wemby Spurs All Star. That's a difficult sentence to put together in your mind. <laughs> kind of is. Um, is TBD is is currently in another uniform. Not the best situation to be in, is it? And as we uh, look at the the rebuild and where we're supposed but, to be. But if somebody had asked you, this this is an exaggerated way to put this. But if somebody had asked you the same question about Milwaukee a year ago, I think you could have similarly, you know, no. answered it. Like you could I have mean, said the next. They had Drew you know, the Holiday. Next, they, they have all stars. No, but I mean, if, if you're playing the All Star game, because that's the way you you phrase the question, you could have you could have talked yourself into other players making well, it you. over Drew, right. over over Chris, right. over even Lopez. If you again, if you're really stretching, you know. You're talking about serious difference makers, and mm-hmm. and again, we're talking about two different planes of discussion here. But bringing you. in bringing in Dame gave them a second All Star. It, it was a similar kind of situation. Not an All Star, a star. Well, Big I difference. Mean, yeah, I'm just, yeah. But again, to answer the question, yeah. And so this is that, but like four thousand degrees lower. So you're you're in in this case, Wimby is your Giannis. Not that he's that good. I hope the analogy is still sticking, and everyone's with my line of thought here. You need to find your Dame. Not that you're actually finding Dame, but you need to find that version the Robin, of the player Batman. for your team. Right. Gotcha. And there's not that. You see Maybe that? Trey Young. Maybe. Uh, Rudolph Gonzalez uh, comes in on our YouTube feed. Devin, and then in three years. Blake. 
Boy, I like Blake Wesley. And if that okay. turns out to be true, I am with you 100%. Maybe he is my Jalen Brunson yet again. I'd like to think that. But I, I came to the realization as the uh, reserves were announced and Victor wasn't mentioned. I went back and looked at previous rookies of the year because I think uh, uh, it, it would be a very weird scenario uh, for Wimby not to get it, I, especially after you see what's going to happen for him over the weekend. Um, previous rookies of the year don't really lend itself to victory. And if you're not what winning, well, like, uh, or, or all-star appearances, like Malcolm Brogdon, remember he was rookie of the year. Right. I mean, there's a lot of rookies of the year. LeBron, I mean, LaMelo. Uh, had I get what you're star. saying. It, I mean, it, isn't, it isn't like a full-on, like, transitory thing into, like, no, superstar. no. Like, Paolo was not an all-star last year. Rookie of the year, lots of accolades. He's all-star as a sophomore. This is a great way to put this, or to look at this, like, and see. So, Scotty Barnes, you know, but nobody, ja. Yeah, nobody ja, looked ja. at those guys as transitional and, and transcendent. Right. The jaw thing is obviously the jaw thing, but, um, but I mean, that, that fits, that checks the box of, like, you knew he was a... A, a budding superstar right one rookie it, it helped luca but, the same way before him he was the last next to come through the then, pipeline where it, it fully worked out obviously. right and you and know and lived up to expectations he's been everything as expected rookie of the year kept improving all nba all of that which is the track that you expect wimby to be on I mean that, but the track that you expect them to be on is not the traditional NBA track. You've got to earn your bones. You don't get to be an All Star as a rookie. That's just unless you are on a winning basketball team doing winning things with a lot of minutes. You don't get to be, or or you get voted on. But as if you're picked, you got to be on a winning team, and, and you and that just hasn't been the case. Yeah, and Wimby I wasn't going to get in. As a realist, you looked at that and go, it didn't get in. Now Did they win tonight. Do they win tonight? Now, you know, there's the opportunity to kind of prove folks wrong, which it might be some good uh, uh, locker room material. The, you know, when we looked at this seven-game stand and we said, you know, it could be three, maybe four wins, nobody looked at New Orleans as a win. No, when we, we've been trying to find our way to three wins in the homestand, and this was never one to your point that we said, oh, they got this. Yeah, and, they have, and, and I don't believe my stances has, uh, has changed on this. So... They've gotten what two wins in the homestand, although they blew the chance to get. They they got Portland and Minnesota. They blew Washington. We could have we could have started the week, Rob, with the three. You know what I mean? We could have we could have been done. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? We could have turned the test yeah. in early and and just kind of sat back and watched everybody else wither. Um, so they're sitting on two. New Orleans tonight. They got Cleveland tomorrow, and that's it. They got to get one of these for us to have been right that they get three. Well, if they're gonna get it tonight. The Spurs are going to have to put on their big boy pants and go out and, and be men in the paint with Zion and Valenciunas. Those Last time we played, Jonas dominated, the not just kind of owned it. He put up a fence, he put up a mailbox, and he owned the paint. It was an embarrassment. It, it was it was a man amongst boys. Go back and look at the highlights of what happened to the Spurs on uh, just on the boards. So if they're going to win tonight, the things that we've been mad at are going to have to not only disappear, but they're going to have to get good all of a sudden.
To your point. Look at what he's doing to the Spurs. To your point, in December, total guess the total rebounds that they had. I, I I don't recall. I just remember, oh my gosh, will somebody block out or get to the paint because Wimby is getting killed. Fifty one total rebounds for the Pelicans. So this and is Jonas the kind of had, game. Jo- Jonas had fifteen on his own. I mean, you're right, like you could, it's you got to get some, you got to get dirty in this game. I mean, you got to find a way. It, it, this that's embarrassing. I mean, even for I don't mean for a rookie, it's hard to to embarrass Wimby, but like and well, Joe Allen B did a pretty good job. But you know, you you got to find a way, man. You can't get you can lose and and we'll we'll cope ourselves into oblivion. But you can't get lambasted. You can't get mm-hmm. you know just your your car keys taken from you. You got to put up a fight, and they didn't against the Pelicans last time. To your point, and, and as a guy who has now relegated this season into uh, the same situation as last, like this is not about wins and losses every day. It's about individual and small victories. And if I'm Pop, I'm looking at this going, all right, tonight. In my mind, my small victory will be. We are even with rebounds, and we own, we own the defensive glass. At the very least, we own the defensive glass. Now, offense is about want to. That'll show me where we are, but defense is just about execution. Just put your ass into somebody's back or front and, and keep them away. That, that's, that, that's at the end of the day. You can have schemes and everything else, but that's, that, that's rebounding. So if, if I'm looking at that, and then the other thing, plan A is that. Plan B is you're going to have to defend the line. The, the Pelicans shoot a lot of threes, and they shoot them well. So those things that we saw when they were on those little runs and the surprise wins, those things, they're capable of it. We've seen it. But this will be a yeah. big boy win tonight. This won't be a uh, we got hot from three or Devin found his range or, or Keldon was suddenly getting the and ones and finally finishing on a more regular basis. It won't be because of that. It's because they get in people's grills and they play the kind of defense that they've been trying to try to get to and periodically have reached it. But that's yeah, the only way they about this. No, I was feeling I was feeling like moderately, barely, teenily barely bit optimistic but you kind of squash that um but see what i'm getting but the thing that makes it so galling is i saw it even in the last game it it is feasible to go put on your big boy pants and go no that's the problem and then i've seen it not show up at all like none of it not once not all game where you saw helping the help you saw doing your job so help wasn't required you saw keeping your eyes open and knowing where the ball was and not getting backdoor cut over and over to the point where they dunked on you so much, you saw their waistline more than you saw their number. Over and over and over. Put on your big boy pants and go play professional basketball. They're paying you to do it. Go do it. Well, and especially you've put out two real stinkers. I mean, maybe not two full stinkers, but you were nowhere. I... I you tried to put lipstick on the pig that was the Orlando game, and I wasn't having any of it. I mean, they, dude, they allowed a 17-0 run. I mean, you know, what I'm like, mm-hmm. so don't don't act like there was some good in that game. It was all empty calories. That's all it was. It was just it was just eating celery. That's all that 21-2 run that they had was. We didn't like it. We didn't enjoy it. We were just hoping that there were wings to follow. That's all it really was. All right. So that stunk, <laughs> and they had the just I mean, complete pee your pants meltdown in the fourth quarter against Washington, 
And so, I mean, it's been a little bit. I mean, it's been a week since they've, you know, and even, you know, I don't want to now take credit away from them that I properly gave them for the win against Minnesota last Saturday. But that that was just, you know, the uh, the mechanical bull. They just held on, held on, held on, and set the, the new, you know, mm-hmm. club record. And congrats, but it doesn't, they haven't had a sustainable feel to them in a very long time. Tonight, and yep. they need that tonight, to your point. You know, the night that uh, Wimby hung 33 on Joel Embiid, that's the way I'm looking back on that game. The night you're, that so you're the, discounting the, that that went that Embiid went for 70. Is that, that what you're saying? Like, <laughs> I look back on it on the night as the night that Wimby hung 33 on the MVP. That that's the night the way I'm going to frame it in my mind, and I hope that he does. But what Pop did to him that night was a bit of a baptism, a little a bit of okay. If you want to be something, this is what something looks like. Go do it by yourself. And he was forced a lot of the time alone on Embiid and got got abused both in the pain and out. Tonight, I would like to see the same thing with Keldon on Zion. I I really have no interest in this. I mean, <laughs> we, there's no need for this what what is what good does that serve brian says in the chat tra- trade brian olog says trade De- uh devin and keldon um now i'm not necessarily a proponent for both but i wouldn't mind trading keldon at, at this point so like this oh, isn't they're available this isn't your that's what i'm saying like this isn't your baptism to to administer at this point you know if somebody else wants to you know groom keldon uh whoever they are wherever they are however they are that's up to them but like i don't i don't want to waste minutes on that i have we have a very specific structure of goals around here, and no disrespect intended, it's not the development of Kelton Johnson. Well, just the uh, the sumo nature, the 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 slap <laughs> of skin <laughs> when, when Kelton and the rhino hit in the paint. I'm good. I I you know I don't need any any of that going on. That's worth getting a ticket for though. Just to go see Zion play. If you haven't had the opportunity to see him in person, he, he's one of those guys buy a ticket for because no matter the game, if he's playing, he will do something that you you can't believe to see a guy that size do what he can do. He is worth he's worth the price of admission. He's one of those Kool Aid man breaking through the wall. Like it's always it's never quiet. Coog's ass. Oh, go ahead. Um, no, um, I, I'm just getting to our feet as we're going to have to get out of here in a second. Um, on our, our feed, uh, Coogs asked, does Wesley deserve more minutes? Yeah. I mean, if you're finding minutes for everyone at this point, not enough for Wemby, you know what I mean? Why Why not? What is the argument against it? I know this is a question for uh, Absolutely. I mean, Rob, you've, you've got a little crush going on. I do. I, so I, I champion him. But th- here's the thing, Coogs, and I know you know hoops, and he, he, he knows the answer. Of course he deserves a lot of minutes, but his style of play needs to be regulated. You know, you can't just set him free yet because he plays at about 11. <laughs> you know, he plays at an 11 or a 12 sometimes. And sometimes we need you at about an 8. You know, calm down and see the game. And uh, sometimes he gets lost in that, but that energy can be utilized in short spurts. Just go nuts. Go out and be yourself. And we've seen that. The spurts, the energy that he brings is is palpable steals in the backcourt uh guards having to look up and think about the game about five seconds earlier than they'd like and it can get, it can discombobulate you and he he brings that kind of energy in, in spurts that sometimes i'd rather see than him get more minutes i want to make sure that the minutes that he's getting are absolutely appropriate to what he's really good at right now 
and that's I kind of like the way he's being used. So I I appreciate. Yeah, I want him to play more, but I want him to to play more minutes that are played appropriately. And sometimes I think the more minutes he gets, the more free he gets. If that that's doesn't fair. make sense. Yeah, you you, you said. You can't just let the boat yeah, go out to sea here. Just because you, you, know what you I mean? deserve like, it doesn't mean you don't need to d- keep doing some things in ways that keep you on the court. And and, uh, and and Trey Jones doesn't deserve to lose any minutes right now. You need guidelines, structures, boundaries, mm-hmm. maybe the best way to put this. That's fair. As you formulate that's really a team. Mature take. But, uh, but I will tell you, I, he's the guy that in that draft, when we look back on the grand things and as the pieces were coming together, he might be the guy that we look back on over this three, four-year span that was like, there's the guy. That was the one. We didn't realize it. And it took us a year and a half or so. But he turned out to be the one. Not Malachi, not the guy that we can't talk about, not not all the other ones, that he might be the, the very one. And it, you know, the size is going to be a limitation for him. But... uh the skill set that he brings is something that the Spurs haven't had in a, in a bit. I mean, he really does push the ball in every sense and uh, something that the Spurs continue to need. Tonight, as they continue to go, uh, we talked about a, li- a little yesterday. Jeremy Sohan will not be representing the silver and black anywhere uh, at the All-Star game. And, you know, Pop came out and apologized. Well, didn't apologize, but made his case. It was a bit of a Maya culpa, though, I felt like. I mean, you know. This is pop, I guess. But this is pop, and this. Keep in mind, we've been around pop for a long time. He's the type that you know. You are what people say, or what you are on the court. I'm not going to say you you deserve or don't deserve anything. That's what you are is what you do on the court. This is him. This is pop talking about uh, young Jeremy. You know, I, I don't know who chooses these things or what the criteria are, or anything like that. But uh, he's been great for us, and he's been a two-way player, which are very far and few between in this league. He's played well at the defensive end, the offensive end. He's really grown. Uh, nobody would have believed he'd shoot a three the way he's shooting it right now. So, you know, I think he should should be there. But I put him at the wrong position for about uh, the first quarter of the season, and everybody perceives him as what he was in a position that he should not have been playing and not the guy that he is right now. That's what he should have finished that out. I, but I put him in a situation to where people didn't get a chance to see the value that he brings. It's a little bit of a, um, all right, everybody, we're not totally going to cry about the spilled milk that I spilled, mm-hmm. but you know, let's not acknowledge either the spiller or the milk. Let's just move on. Let's not spill any milk in the future. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, this, I don't know that. It doesn't make me feel better. I mean, I don't, I don't have any reason to feel like, are you upset that Jeremy's not a part of this? Well, I do think it's unfortunate because he does. I mean, look at the guys that are there. You're going to tell me he doesn't belong with them. I mean, it's not like it's a cavalcade of stars that have lapped him in notoriety and ability. It's a bunch of guys just like him. And he's not there because he was told, guess what? For the first half of the season, you're going to go do something you've never done before and a bunch of whole bunch of people. What are you more upset about relative to context? Wemby not being an all-star or Jeremy not being a part well, of this? Well, I think that a part of, all of it is um, Wemby would be an all-star if the if the Spurs had won more games. The, you can just look at the numbers in, in history. If you're not winning, ask Trey Young over in Atlanta. If you're not winning games, you don't get to be uh, – that's the tiebreaker. So, the, you know, there was a card stacked against him as far as being an all-star. That, which one that's on more? pop or, or the way that – there's enough talent on this team to have won more basketball games. 
I, I'm not saying they're overly talented, but there's five, six, seven more wins in there that the Spurs easily could have had, but for stupid mistakes, both on the bench and on the, on the court. I think we'll all look, kind of agree to that. So if there was five, six, seven more wins, I think Wimby at 20 to 21 wins, Wimby's an all-star at 10 or when they voted at five, uh, he was nobody's an all-star, right? Yeah, no, nobody. Yeah. It's you're right. It's a, it's it's an it's it's the bracelet so, to get into the club. You got you know what I mean. You got to be wearing that at the very least. So if there was truly an effort to go win basketball games, not only would Wimby be an all star, Jeremy would be playing in the uh, rising star second year super international game or whatever they're calling it now. He'd be there, but by design because the Spurs have chosen. We're not chasing wins. We're still we're still building this house. So that kept his guys out because you got to win. But by stature and by play, Wimby's going to overcome that and, and, and be a Roy. Well, he's going to have, he's going to pick up a lot of. You were kind of dancing around this by as by way of the skill showdown. He's going to pick up a lot of national love. Oh. And there's a lot of there's a lot of people, you know, whoever that watch other teams throughout the country that don't catch a lot of Spurs games that are going to see him and be like this. Dude is amazing. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. they're aware of who he is, but like, going to get a full opportunity to to you know really kind of appreciate uh, well, him, and, and oh. that that's when the the campaign I think takes off to a different level. RJ, picture this: it is it is Saturday night. The the, the strobes are going, the party is on. It is a red carpet <laughs> affair on the sidelines. Seven foot five dudes walks onto the court and dribbles the ball in like four steps. From one side of the court to the other, and drills a bounce pass to some, you know, hole in the wall from <laughs> sixty feet. People are going to be going, "What the hell?" I mean, it, it, it will be it, for anybody who sees something for the first time. You just can't s- stop staring, and you see people literally gawk at him like their jaw drops open when they see him dribble by him. Even though you're an old basketball hand and have seen a lot of things, until you've seen that. And I don't think a lot of people have seen that like they will over the All-Star game. They're going to go, holy crap, this ain't fair. Right. No, I agree. And I think that he becomes a more national conversation as a result mm-hmm. of it all. And he picks up more love. And then maybe the national conversation around the Spurs is, man, how do they not have more wins? They've got, they've got that win well, we do. Like, it, it's, it's a pressure cooker sort of inflection point. I wouldn't even say on the season, but on the current era. That we're in. It would be worthy as an uh, if I had a an intern, I would assign him. I want you to go back and read the press briefings in New England, and I want you to show me the moment things started turning a little sideways on Belichick. When I, was the first I, player? When was the first writer to go? You know what? Things ain't going very well. We should be doing more. Was it? You know, I, I'd like to correlate that and, and see when it begins in San Antonio. I think that the best way to ask that question. Not that the way you did sucked, but you know, but well, it often does. You know, is when did he start to lose the benefit of the doubt? Right. When when did he when did he have to start kind of dipping into the savings on that note? And as I think about it, not as somebody who you know knows the Patriots as well as somebody who covers them on a day to day basis, but so Tom Brady obviously left for the 2020 season, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you recall, the Patriots were a playoff team, right? They were you know. They were okay, or no, they weren't that year. I'm sorry, that was um, the Cam Newton year, and everybody gave them a benefit of the doubt and said, "Well, they went seven and nine. Hey, you know, Cam had some moments, this and that. Then right. they got Mac Jones, 
and they were a playoff team, and they got blasted in the wild card round against. But the still, field. he had Mac Jones. They got him to the playoffs. Right, what a, a remarkable thing! And, yeah. So that maybe that's the comp for this year. Although the Spurs are not a playoff team, but and not that Mac Jones is Wemby, but you get my point. Like there was right. there was some breath of, of fresh air for the franchise. So in twenty two, so not this past season, but the most recent one, uh, they ultimately finished eight and nine and missed the playoffs and lost three of their final four games. And so I do think there was a matter of like, man, this, has this dude kind of lost his fastball mm-hmm. a little bit here? Um, can't really compete. And then this season, obviously, it was just terrible. And I think, I think where they're different is that Belichick had his hands all over roster decisions, and he wanted to bring in Hunter Henry and wanted to bring in right. John Smith, and those those things didn't really take off. Our criticisms of Pop aren't necessarily that as much as they are just fundamental basketball things, and it feels stupid to question him on those things, obviously, because of who he is. But it's a matter of like, dude, you just keep not winning games and getting destroyed and you're like afraid of the three-point line and you're not afraid of letting anybody shoot from beyond it and you're not really kind of with modern times. And that's where that's what's working against him right now. That's the sense you're getting. And I do think you brought up something really important and interesting to follow. As the spotlight hits Wimby and the Spurs, the spotlight will also include the losing record. Mm-hmm. And the questions are going to start getting asked. Well, and then it's going to really follow him, and he doesn't, I think, by any measure, seem to be well, narcissistic. Or, I don't think he's going to take any blame for this because they're going to no, go, no, look no, at no. the numbers. Look at what this guy's doing. No, but the national conversation on the national shows and things like that come you know, the end of the season will be, do we really want to give the rookie of the year to somebody with 13 wins? You know what I mean? Right. And then it, then it becomes something that's actually holding him back. We've seen that on microscopic levels so far. But, I mean, it is going to become something, you know, it, when it when the season is over, when it's the totality of it all, that is a glass ceiling on himself, as tall as he is. And that is going to be frustrating. And the the frustration against Chet exists, but you're right. Like, it's a dumb, archaic way of looking at it, but wins and losses, they're the better team. He's, you know, whatever. And there will be people who reach that silly conclusion, and the Spurs have no one to blame but themselves. Victor, uh, Victor's a victim of that right now as far as the All-Star game is concerned. Mm-hmm. Jeremy's a victim of that right now as far as the, the Rising Stars game is concerned. And that would get really annoying if you were just being limited by everything around you if you were doing your part. Uh, that's the silver and black. We do it every day at 7 o'clock. You can listen to it at your leisure. Just make you are subscribed and it will you will get the notifications. We thank everybody for listening here. We uh, look forward to a couple of games as this homestand winds down. And don't forget that rodeo road trip's just around the bend, so they're going to be packing a big suitcase, taking some brown jerseys on the road. They need to grab a win or two here, I think, just to get a little bit of self-confidence back after a roller coaster week.